just like no i knew i was just fucking with I'm, you. but i'm mixed though but it's funny mm-hmm. that... well guys uh i know you probably saw me live earlier but um we don't talk about that that was an atrocity that was like <laughs> an actual train crash just waiting to happen i couldn't look away i just had to keep going through with it um but Welcome back to another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 164 with Miss Crystal McGee. Actually, hey. nice to meet you. How are you doing? Hey, it's crazy because you were on here before some of our yeah, panel yeah. shows, but then you, you, I, I, it's like having kids around here. I let my kids go out <laughs> into the world. You're appearing on Ethan's stream. That's you know, you're crazy. doing your own thing, actually. Yeah. So. What happened? You know, you you started sprouting your well, uh, your wings. Actually, you started spreading. Well, like, <laughs> so this is what's weird, dude. Mm-hmm. So like, I was in a lot of like early CG stuff. Like mm-hmm. way back, I was on like EBS's channel, like quite mm-hmm. a bit actually. But like, I didn't show my face. It was just like my icon or whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> then I kind of uh, got busy. I was working on my comic. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and I'm like, oh, like nobody knows who I am. It's okay though. But like, <laughs> so then it was like getting back to where I was before mm-hmm. and kind of just, you know, building back and stuff. Was but it like, yeah, like mentally building back? Uh, no, not like, I guess you could say like, as far as like getting on shows again and like <gasps> okay, reconnecting yeah. with people. Yeah. Cause I was you know, working on the comic. And I guess, like, most people when they're working on comics and CG, they're, like, actively doing YouTube. They're mm-hmm. posting on Twitter, you know. And I was, like, in the middle of working on my book. I also, you know, I'm a, a script doctor and ghostwriter. So I was, like, in the middle of all the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I actually, I didn't end up taking the COVID shot. So I was out of work for a while. So then I just kind of, you know, focused on my comic mm-hmm. book, getting that done. And I've been working on like other, like different issues. Like I have issue two that we're funding currently, but we're already on like issue like five or six right now, like artwork wise. So I've been like super busy. <laughs> oh, behind the I scenes. see what you're saying. Yeah. And okay. we have two graphic novels. One's like mm-hmm. a, an exorcism type vibe where we have two exorcists and they're actually brothers in real life. Um, Mm -hmm. But they actually are in like a heavy metal band Mm -hmm. and they're like exercising demons and stuff like that. And we have a werewolf book, Lunar Phases, Mm -hmm. which we previewed in the first issue. That's completely done. So I've just been like working behind the scenes. And by the time I looked up, I'm like, oh, like... (laughs) I haven't been like posting too much or, you know, staying active on streams. So then it's like, oh, I've got to like, you know, let basically get the word out that I'm back, I guess. Yeah. Like uh, I had that same thought process uh, actually going over this month, actually. I realized to myself, mm-hmm. I hadn't posted on Instagram probably in like yeah. two plus years, I'm being honest here. I didn't post mm-hmm. on Facebook really outside of like groups that I'm in. And yeah. that, and I, I realized there, cause you know, I'm pretty sure you saw that this all like Twitter spat, me and people had, I, like, you know what I'm saying? When someone is like arguing with me, I don't ever really get, I don't get like mad anymore. It took me a while to like, I, I don't get mad. It's more like, is what yeah. they're saying actually worth it? And I got to really think to myself, like, 
It's just some actual some like people are full clowns, dude. That's <laughs> most of the time. That's what that is. Because, dude, mm-hmm. like, so a couple weeks ago, literally, mm-hmm. like, so for my comic, I posted a double page spread. I don't know if you saw it or not, but like it was basically like a big bonfire scene and it was like there's nymphs and like the nymphs are naked and like guys are chasing them. Like it's nothing that you wouldn't see like at your local, uh, you know, museum and stuff like that, you know, like the kind of old realism and you see all that. Um, It was tasteful, you know, but I posted it and I put like a warning on it. And, of course, you get, like, that one guy that's like, oh, this is, like, debauchery and pervert fringe. And, <laughs> and like, you always get, like, that one guy. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is witchcraft. It's like, dude, I'm, like, a writer. And mm-hmm. I have to, like, write about stuff that doesn't mean mm-hmm. everything I write about I endorse. <laughs> like, dude. Like, people don't get that you can, like, write on a subject but not agree with it. Like yeah, I don't know. Like, what's it? Which is actually crazy because people got. Uh, I I, I know exactly he had to go feel. out of his way to <laughs> click on the image, and it said like sensitive content or whatever. You know, you can mm-hmm. mark it on Twitter. Some yeah. people have to click to view, so mm-hmm. he had to see that, read it, and then click mm-hmm. to view to get like insulted. <laughs> people are like retarded. If I'm just I being know, honest here, dude, they like, are. I. I hate when people like give so much benefit of the doubt. Like that's what yeah. that's like probably one of my biggest pet peeves. It's like, oh well, they they didn't know. They didn't and it's mean like, it. yeah, yeah, and it's like I don't get that. I don't get that. <laughs> you know, when I post I wish, something, dude, it's just automatically nice. this guy's just really serious and he's just speaking facts. And I think um <laughs> I had that thing that happened a few days ago, and I was sitting there going like, what? Something that was said actually was truthful. And I was like, you know what? If someone is saying something truthful that I truly believe, like in my, mm-hmm. like I'm thinking about like, you know what? One, one thing that was said was right. I, I realized to myself, I can do more than what I'm doing now. Like I, I realized to myself in order to do more, I'm probably going to have to like, obviously, you know, go and work out and like stretch and do all the types of things. But I, they were right. I wasn't really doing as much as I could have. I was, I was basically just, you know, I was, cause a lot of people look at me like I am doing enough. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, if, if only people knew like how much I did back in the day, then it would be so much different compared to now, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, and that, that's going to require like putting out like more pre-recorded videos, you know, that's going to require like obviously more shows. And I was like, you know what? Well, you're right. I haven't been doing enough. I need to, I need to do more actually mm-hmm. you know but the other stuff I'm not, like I told people, I'm not taking criticism for shit that's not true. It's something that I have literally no control over you know mm-hmm. this is bullshit after time like there was a person i remember 100%, talking, dude you know like uh there was a person who was talking shit to tyler drawn talk tyler oh with, yeah, uh, yeah yeah with the mega fist and the only reason why this guy didn't like him that was why tyler wasn't successful at what he was already mm-hmm. doing because he was smug and i was like i talked to tyler he's kind of anything but smug i've literally spoken to him on stream mm-hmm. like we had a show with tyler and i was like what kind of fucking pussy are you? Like, I don't. Most of the people that well, we look dude, up to these are people. As hell. These people don't do research, mm-hmm. you know. And especially when it comes mm-hmm. to like comics, mm-hmm. there's so many creators that say mm-hmm. dumb stuff. They're like, "Oh, don't buy my book <laughs> if you support this. Like, don't even think about touching my book." 
And it's like, dude, that's not how you sell stuff. It's like, dude, I don't care if you don't read my book, like (laughs) go buy it, you know, like I appreciate that, you know, and if you didn't like it, cool, that's just not for you. Or if you did, that's awesome. If you have some, you know, constructive criticism, I'm here to hear it, you know, Uh, it doesn't hurt to improve, but it just doesn't uh, help to like, not even know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, uh, when it comes to, like, content creation, I really only kind of seek out advice from people that are, are like, in the space. Because, like, there's very few things in life where, like, if you didn't actually are a part of it, you just won't understand, you know? And I didn't really understand a lot of this stuff when I was a viewer. I I was – I don't think I had the wrong mindset. I think I had the wrong approach to how I was going to think about it when I was actually in the actual spot itself. Because I was thinking, like, man, you guys are trash. If I was in your spot, I would do it so much better. God, I was There's so much stuff just, like, to make a comic book. There's so much stuff you don't know about until you actually get into making it. So it's like, okay, there's, you know, the cover color levels are off. Like, I have a black and white book, but it's more, I guess you could say, grayscale. So it's like, oh, these pages printed too dark on the page. What can we do to, like, lighten it up a little bit? Or, you know, there's this or that. Or, you know, there's so much that goes into it. Checking your print copy. Like, some people just flip through. You really have to go, like, page by page. Because you'd be surprised what, like, artifacts get left in your book. Or just like your spelling errors, all that stuff. Like you really need an editor. And I'm so happy that I had an editor on my project. Because there's some stuff that you're just like totally zoned in. And mm-hmm. you know, you're the writer. But you're doing all sorts of other stuff. So you can't just focus on the writing. That, oh no, I missed this very like easy to catch spelling error. And you know, the editor can kind of come in. Oh, you know, fix that, whatever. So... There's just so much. I I just look at everything and I'm sitting there going like, man, there's some things that people I've noticed and they do this. They never they never admit this because I I, mm-hmm. I I feel like if you observe stuff enough, you start noticing so many patterns. It's not just like all people do this, but you know, this is how most people's brains functions. They're, they mm-hmm. have like, they're thinking of one thing, but then mm-hmm. they conflate two things into one so then when they're talking, they're really only focused on like one thing, but then their mm-hmm. brain is telling them to speak about another thing. You're like, wait a minute, let's let's like actually oh, no, diagnose dude. what the hell you're saying. Like that's what happens a lot. That's it's sad. Just talk out. It's not even that they're talking with their ass. It's like they don't even understand which point they're arguing about. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to argue it for you. It's like, <laughs> oh, and yet and yesterday, because mm-hmm. I know my uh, my my tweet got traction because, you know, obviously I, I, I got some bangers now. People like hearing what I got to say. It's crazy. <laughs> That now people care about what I gotta say and get all angry about it. But before, when I was like mm. on my other account and my and when I started this account, freaking mm-hmm. no one give a fuck. But now if I point if I point out, hey, no one really cares about gay characters that much in comics, people are like, oh my god, you just hate gay people. And it's like that's not what I said at all. But thanks for like absolutely misconstruing my words. Actually, oh, it's wow. literally not what I they said. Do, see, that's the one tactic they do. They try to like just chop up what you're saying and take it out of context that's it's sad honestly and then what's really interesting is after after you've seen so many tactics i'm like this doesn't work anymore because and then after a while it's the same thing over and over dude (laughs) and then after that i realized to myself i'm just gonna fucking block people 
Now, I don't typically block people no, that, there, that like, there's are the same some circle. funny clowns though. There's some yeah. funny clowns that I'll I'll leave them unblocked just to see them real. <laughs> then when then when they're not amusing anymore, then you just block. <laughs> but most of the time Dude, you'd be that, surprised. You'd be that, surprised how like quick you can cut a problem if you just block mm -hmm. somebody. Like that <laughs> I, I did that with a few people. I'm, I'm not saying this is mm -hmm. people like we knew and our, and our, like our mutuals or anything, but there were some clear cut trolls. And I'm oh, yeah, like, dude. you know what? I could just mute you or I could just, or you could live with no one that I blocked you. And I was like, you know, I don't really block a lot of people. <laughs> These three yeah. had to get blocked. I'm, I'm, oh, dude, I block people like frequently that are just like a, doing like and it's you have to do like specific things to get blocked like you have to mm -hmm. try to attack something <laughs> that I, <laughs> like you have to be negatively trying to affect my business yeah or you're just being like super like dumb like you're not even making sense it's like okay block or you know you've been trolling and i found you amusing and now it's just like getting ridiculous and you're blowing up the dms so it's like, like, like you know because uh, early uh, on like in cg i had like mm -hmm. some marvel writers mm -hmm. and they're trying like they literally called me an uncle tom like multiple people that were writers for marvel and i'm like dude that's not even like and they're saying that because i was like labeled myself as cg you know okay. and they're like oh it's uncle tom she can't be like a she can't be really down for the black cause that i'm like <laughs> you know how racist that sounds dude and like i instantly block them and they're like oh wow like in the minute i blocked them i never heard another word again and like one person was like wow i'm actually surprised she blocked me like you know, she didn't mind anything. Like, she just, like, block, like, respect. Like, <laughs> somebody's like, wow, like, I actually, like, you know, put some respect out there. Like, mm -hmm. she blocked me. Like, dude. Because some of these people expect for you to mm -hmm. be tussling with them for days. And yeah. it's like, if you say something so ridiculous, like I'm Uncle Tom, which is, like, so ridiculous. Who says that? And then you look at who's saying it a lot of times and it's like some, you know, Caucasian chick with purple hair that works at Marvel and you're like, pronoun in bio, pronouns <laughs> yes, in the bio, dude. fucking trans or the, yes. the gay flag. And I'm seeing her going like, yeah, it's like, dude, that's the, you're the, if you knew me, that'd be the last thing that you like throw out there. So that's just mm -hmm. too ridiculous to give any time or like whatever to. No energy given. To and uh, that's why I told people that Tim Sheridan video gave away so much about the comic yeah. industry that people didn't even know. People are sitting going like, no, people are reading too much into it. it it's it's not that serious. I'm like, you guys, like, The come minute on. I saw that video that he dropped, I was like, oh, that's just an Insta block. Like, I'm not even going to, like, reply to that because that was too dumb. Like, some stuff is, like, obvious bait. Like, you know mm -hmm. that they're trying to churn out, like, a reaction or they're trying mm -hmm. to mine for Twitter views. And mm -hmm. so when I'm like, hi, it seems like you're Twitter farming. I'm just going to block you because that's ridiculous. Because there's this guy, Shad, who does, he's been pushing AI, like, AI art. 
and originally I'd seen him around YouTube and Shad was doing like, uh, you know, like medieval times content, like, oh, what knights ate, you know, during, uh, you know, the dark ages, you know, here's sword techniques that they would use, you know, here's the stance of how they'd hold the sword, you know, and, and then all of a sudden he started pushing AI art and he got like monetized on Twitter. He got like 500, 5 million, excuse me. 5 million impressions <laughs> off of that one post. And he even posted later. He's like, it looks like I'm about to get monetized on Twitter, smiley face. And I'm like, see guys, sometimes there's stuff that's just straight up like too obvious of bait for me to even like care about. That's just like an insta block. Because <laughs> it's so nonsense, dude. Like, why? Don't put food on somebody's table that doesn't deserve it. Acting like a clown, like, you know, mining. That That's that that's what I did with his old book. Because I was going to get it just to review mm -hmm. it for, like, YouTube's sake. But then I thought to myself. Don't, get, don't put food on his table. See, that, that, see, that, and that's what I ended up thinking. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Because a lot of people are going to do that. A lot of people are going to hear that video and go, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to die. I feel bad for, for gay people because reasons. <laughs> and it's like. You know that buying that literally just proves what he like yeah. actually actively engage like endorses that behavior. Like there's a reason why like when you're growing up, your parents are like, hey, they don't you don't give in to certain things because it just actively promotes it. Or like I was gonna go like, no, I'm not gonna buy that. There's no reason mm -hmm. for me to let him get negative exactly. a thousand royalties, especially when there's better comics out. That you know what could I mean? Easily use like, the money. There's yeah. Mark Millar's big game that's like bought, selling out at a lot of yeah. stores. Yeah, I, I I just bought <laughs> issue number one of that on eBay. Oh, dude, it looks so good. Dude, well, no, because uh, so the the right trade paperback was coming out in December, and I was like, I can't, mm -hmm. I, I can't wait that long. I'll just get the individual issues and read them. <laughs> Fuck that. I know, and I'm on issue four, and there was a crazy plot twist. I'm not going to say what it was, but a character from one of his other books comes back, and they're like the main villain who's calling the shots on everybody and i was like dude when i saw it like i was like surprised honestly i was like dude that's kind of that kind of goes hard you know <laughs> like what the heck and so that was cool i mean there's even a the new transformer series from skybound that's really great there's um Predator versus Wolverine, which surprisingly was good. I thought it was gonna crazy. Be I actually bought those. They're, they're 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 in my room though. I haven't I haven't nice. bought. I haven't got a chance to. Because issue read them. two came out on Wednesday, and I actually went to the comic shop on Tuesday before New yeah. Comic Book Day. So I'm like, I'll just wait till. Next well, I was gonna week. say thank you for the free cloud because I, I wanted to have you. I was gonna DM you this, but I'll say yeah. actually, I need I need to see this. And you're in New York, so this is even better. This is a big city. Go through yeah. the actual um the racks you would say just, just just like ten seconds to show how much people aren't buying the books and I'm gonna retweet well, it. Dude. Oh wait, where's all the where's all these where all these people? Dude, where, where are all these people? Look at all those Probably like more. green oh, the no, John Stewart dude yeah. the John Stewart Green mm -hmm. Lantern that's a full stack. Like my shop still has more in the back as mm -hmm. far as like Tuesday was concerned. Oh no, they have more. They have like stacks oh, yeah. on stacks. That, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> they're like, it's so sad because like we're forced to buy this many and we're not gonna like sell them. 
and like you can even see like the other stack of like i don't know if it's like a variant cover of war journal or it's war journal number one i'm not quite sure but there's still like a significant stack of that there too so like <laughs> no what i was gonna ask is just crazy. do a video little small you know those, those 10 second clips go oh through yeah be like dude this is what we got here yeah Dude, see, crazy. and you can see just what is not selling, but you can mm -hmm. also point it out to be where's all the people so that like, are buy the books exactly. And like the gargoyle series mm -hmm. is really great. Like all of the ones they have, like all of those are sold out. Like it's crazy. All the gargoyle stuff, check that out from Dynamite, I believe. Like it's pretty good. I'm still getting caught up, but it's it's worth it to check it out. Like you I mean, can see just all that stuff is not selling and people mm -hmm. just saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy it. I'm going like, to, I know these people don't buy Dude, books. like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, uh, mm -hmm. with the Stranger Things crossover, it's like not selling. And it's only like a, it's not that many parts. It's like a mini series. Um, but like it's, they're still stacked on that. And it's because like, Ninja Turtles worked better with like uh, Ghostbusters and Batman. I feel like Stranger Things is just like a little too off brand. I don't know, dude. Like it's, I don't think it meshes that well as like a a crossover. Honestly, it's kind of yeah. kind of functions kind of like with Power Rangers, which they, they already did before. They, what else did they function with? I mean, the last TMNT story that really, really popped off was the last Ronin. A lot of people just oh, dude, can't stop I, talking about it. I rep that. That's I'm one of those people. <laughs> I can't stop talking about it. It's so good, dude. And then so good. I, I love that people will say that they're gonna buy some shit and mm -hmm. that that they support you. Push comes to shove. And that that's why I'm asking right now, live on the show. First time Chris has <laughs> a solo appearance. Actually okay. videotape them racks and show us. <laughs> The sales of Astonishing Iceman. I can't wait. Dude, can't wait for all the it, gay supporters. What week does that come out? Like, oh no, it's out. I, I guarantee you, Sean. Oh, it's, it's 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 out. It's it's mm. it's stacked. It's not ever getting sold out, but it'll be there. You can wipe, honestly, you I didn't wipe your ass even with it notice any Iceman anything. You know, but <laughs> maybe that's just uh, I don't know. Like, God, it's strange it's, that. You know, it's really weird how you mentioned that that someone like Marvel, actual Marvel people will antagonize people. And then if you retaliate, they'll like block you because they, apparently you're being like hostile, which is, yeah, I, I was blocked by a, someone who drew an actual Iron Man cover that I actually really, oh, really wow. liked. Yeah. And it turns out he's just a straight up piece of shit. Well, obviously, that's what most leftists end up being, pieces of uh, shit. The other part. issue here is like it's multiple like things that are going on. So you have people being misinformed, right? So like with the issue with, the, you know, the guy that's doing Alan Scott Green Lantern, right? He starts off with giving misinformation about Comicsgate saying it's a hate group. Most people aren't going to Google. They're not going to check. And they're basically equating CG with terrorists a lot of times, which is like false. Like it's, you know, there's websites that list terrorist groups. CG is not on there because <laughs> that's so dumb, right? People, some people think Gamergate is like a terrorist group too. And I'm like, guys, this is like people on the internet. <laughs> it's not, 
that's not real terrorism. And it's sad because like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I did some time in the Air Force security forces. It's basically like base police and McConnell Air Force Base, uh, you know, in Wichita, Kansas. And it was like people don't know what they're even talking about. And like I come from a military family, like my dad um, was deployed and, you know, people just don't understand what actually happens. And to conflate people on the internet <laughs> with terrorist groups is crazy. And like he was yeah. in Desert Storm and like he saw so much that went on over there. Like he has like legitimate PTSD. Like people don't know how serious this stuff is and they're on their little computers. They're like, oh, it's terrorism. It's like, guys, you haven't had people like try to bomb you. Like, my dad actually hit IEDs, and, like, he lost his friend tragically, and it's like, you have to bring somebody home in a body bag. Like, you don't even know anything, and it's crazy. They just think it's all fun and games, like, ooh, it's a hate group. <laughs> like, go touch some grass, guys. You need some air. Like, I, that's what people have to understand, too, is, like, you're... I, I can't believe I'm even going to say this, but you're actually insulting what a real hate group is by saying that a group of people trying to make their own comic books are a hate group. Who especially, like, especially ridiculous. like they're using words like terrorist group. And it's like, dude, you don't even like, you don't even know what you're saying. All right. Like, especially saying that now with current events going on, it's even more ridiculous like there's people on the gaza strip doing like a a peace concert right to bring everybody together and then people come paragliding in or like you know whatever and like start attacking people like a peace festival that's like some shady stuff like you don't know about terrorism guys like you, you have no clue and yet yeah. they want to speak on terrorism like have you spent any time <laughs> In the military, have you, like, no, they haven't. And it's so disrespectful. I, I think when people talk about, like, Comics Gate or, like, Iron Age people, I, I, mm -hmm. I just don't understand it. So someone attempting to make their own comic book. Which, guys, this is how, this is how crazy yeah. this guys sound. Someone making their own comic book, okay? Shit that's on pieces of paper, Okay. <laughs> That is what causes World War Three amongst nerds. Not so like actual I'll, I'll war going on. I'll tell you why, dude. I'll tell <laughs> you why. And yeah. this is like more of like a film industry thing. And comics have kind of started to cross over. <laughs> He's disappeared into the void. <laughs> dude, he has people murdered in the back room. Serial killer. <laughs> uh, just you want joking. crack? You yeah. Sniffing shrooms? Like, what the hell? You doing them tweeds like them kids doing nowadays? What the fuck? No. Just drinking lean. Dude, it was too great, dude. dude but like, what was lean? I? Like, what the like, hell? <laughs> but it's like a film industry thing. Mm -hmm. What's happened with comics is that comics have crossed into the film and movies side, right? And I can tell you, like, uh, especially with Marvel, DC specifically, like, these movies are making millions of dollars. And the comic books are the source material. 
And what people are afraid of is when somebody comes up independent, free of their influence, free of, you know, all of their rules and, you know, archaic systems. And suddenly somebody comes up, they produce it themselves. It's a one-man show, and that starts to get people thinking. And people are like, oh, I can make my own comic, right? I could give that a shot. And they're like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> you know? Like, what happened when Image came about? Like, Marvel kept trying to steal Image creators. They're like, oh, we'll pay you more. Come write a Liefeld. Come write a Captain America, right? And, like, you know how well that... <laughs> how well that turned out like the it was mm -hmm. poor poor ratings um, no no because like, people know this it, the <laughs> image thing you're talking about is literally what comic skate mm -hmm. is it's not a, obviously a super one-on-one -on -one comparison but it yeah. basically is the same mindset a bunch of artists tired of some bullshit went and wanted to go do their own thing mm -hmm. but they say, don't want you to do that because they can't yeah. tell you what to do yeah. And they're afraid that you're going to become a Todd McFarland. And with your hard work and dedication, you're going to get like your own Spawn film. You're going to get your own toy line. They're afraid of that because you're not going to be like kowtowing to whatever they want you to do. And you're basically a free man. And they don't like that in the film industry. They try to keep you down with NDAs. Uh, fear tactics, stuff like that, um, threatening you like, oh, I'm going to fire you, you know, stuff like that to keep you in line. And since comics are big business on the movie side, they have to protect it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is, man. That's what people don't understand is any way or how they're going to control you they will so like even with emotional manipulation little things is like mm -hmm. they'll call you like their family and i i noticed business doing that and i was like okay whoa whoa where i'll work <laughs> for you but you're not my family that's a yeah, little too exactly far. <laughs> Dude, that's kind of like creepy. I was like, what? like when someone says you're my brother i'm like okay you you're, you're saying you're like you're, you're like my friend and it's not yeah. you're not saying you're like my actual brother these people literally want to emotionally invested you. yeah you know like if you say one thing about a disney film you're like oh it's kind of like half-baked like <laughs> it's kind of generic you know how many like uh mm -hmm. people just like swarming oh this 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 you're like dude do you work the i always like to ask like do you work for disney bro <laughs> like are you getting paid you know and then and then the other mm -hmm. thing is why are you letting a company like rule your your headspace. Mm -hmm. Why are you just thinking a company can do no wrong? You think a company is like out for your best interest? <laughs> I guess they do because they're like, oh, Disney's amazing. They're da -da -da -da. like, guys, you know, I like Disney too, right? You know, I like uh, yeah a lot of stuff that comes out of there occasionally mm -hmm. when it's good. Yeah, you know, but like, when have they made a good movie recently? Yeah, like I told people, I'm I if they actually legitimately make a good movie, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, hey, I think it's terrible. And this people understand yeah. this stuff is all so super subjective where I can't expect a random motherfucker to like a movie <laughs> that we both have seen and him to have this, yeah. the exact same reaction I did. I don't know where that comes from. It's as I'll tell you, that comes from the audience. That doesn't come mm -hmm. from content creators. People have really misconstrued that narrative. The, this is what made movie reviews bad on YouTube, which is the audience 
wanted their content creators to have the same reaction as mm-hmm. they did when they watched the movie. So, like, randomly, if whatever Chris Stuckman or Jeremy Johnson about a movie, that mm-hmm. wouldn't matter because the audience already felt one way about it. So, mm-hmm. if you praised the movie... And I mean, were, Chris Stuckman even kind of, like, stepped back from yeah, reviews. He did. And he's, like, making, like, horror movies now because he's, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because, you know what ended up happening? Which was, if you praised a movie that you legitimately went and watched... Mm-hmm. You're called a shill, and if you shitted on it, that means you were speaking facts. You know, you you were telling it like <laughs> like it is. You know, I want to go like what? So if I shit on it, even though I don't believe it's that bad, mm-hmm. I'm speaking facts. But if I like it, I'm a shill, and I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. I'm an idiot. That and like people have different experiences in life. So you mm-hmm. know, I might not like a movie, but somebody's like, oh, you know, that part with the mother and daughter. Like I really love that because that resonated with me. And you're like, oh, you know, I don't care too much about it. but it's just like people have different opinions yeah and, and you yeah. know you can learn something mm-hmm. from other people even if you didn't like it maybe they mm-hmm. can give you some insight it's not a big deal i i just always try to engage in the conversation like oh i i, I didn't like this but i want to see what made mm-hmm. this person like it speaks yeah. for an engaging conversation <laughs> like um yeah. i think that that just makes because that's why I told people moving forward, hey, if I watch a movie and I legitimately like or don't like it, I'm just going to tell mm-hmm. you how I feel. Or if I feel like kind of mixed on it. Because I have no reason to just come up here and lie to you. The audience just feels like mm-hmm. everyone's lying to them. Because I think, other content creators make why, that really bad. Yeah, and why that happens is like, you know, you have you seen the stuff that came out with like Rotten Tomatoes? Everybody knew yeah. what was going on, but like it yeah. finally was just set out. Guess, what happened? guess what and happened? They're paying the f- people mm-hmm. $50 for <laughs> No, no, and remember what else happened? Like you had the the, the usual like YouTube goody two shoes making videos saying no, it's not really true, and it's like wait a minute, hold on. Even if that were, if, even if I were like to believe that, oh, well, she was one, and another guy <laughs> really really enjoys content. He makes some really good quality stuff. He's in that kind of click, so he I, it'll make sense. He would like say mm-hmm. it wasn't real, but let let's just say I believed him for for say, sake of argument. Let's just say I did. How would he know that no one else is doing that? Exactly. And I love what, you can't. Like, there's no way you would know. I, like You can know someone very well in life, 10, 15 plus years. And if they do something that is so off, you wouldn't even know that because that's how people are. Are you spending time with them 24-7? Like, are you monitoring their phone and like, Oh, I wish. No? <laughs> God, maybe <laughs> my mind can't find an actual wife. Holy shit. Instead of being on that fucking computer <laughs> Jerking off every day t- and not touching grass. <laughs> Need to go to the gym, dude. That's like, uh, then you'll I find. Did. I went yesterday. Like, but there you go, dude. Yeah, no, I went yesterday. I didn't go today. I was too tired. But tomorrow, oh, will I go tomorrow? I don't know. I'll have to see. Oh, maybe. Hmm. Maybe I'll get buffed tomorrow. But what you said, mate, like, I agreed. It's like, how would you specifically know that they've never did this? I'm not saying that everyone in the film industry is like it, because that, that'd be ridiculous. But I'm saying yeah. a good amount of them probably there's have still done a good, it. Yeah, there's a good amount. And I, I mean, had a person on. And I've seen this personally, um, dude. I, I, I literally had a person on. You guys can check back the episode of Critical cr- Critical Blast. It's the guy with the, the red circle who, oh, yeah, who, yeah. who publishes oh, yeah. in, the indie people. He mm-hmm. literally told me because he had it before himself. He literally told me that if you specifically did not give a good review consistently throughout their products, they will actually blacklist you. Someone who's been doing yeah. this even before that's it a, was like a cool correct, thing to do. So, like, let's say they invited you to four movies, but you mm-hmm. and you gave like you gave all four of those movies a good passing review. 
And if you, and they'll they'll like they'll so basically said they'll allow you like one pass. But if you start giving multiple movies of theirs bad reviews, they will actually potentially blacklist you or not. Let's say not invite you anymore. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And people, well, I say it's not true. It's like you you clearly don't know what you're talking about. You don't know. And like, why would you believe that they wouldn't do that? People are so. Well, what stupid. people don't get is like there's films where they're putting a hundred million dollars into marketing and they don't need you to come along and rally the troops to say, oh, it's a bad movie. Let's not show up. No, because they just dumped a hundred million and a hundred million doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> so, of course, they're going to get kind of nasty to you and people don't understand this. Like, these companies do some of the most low-down stuff. And I can tell you from being a script doctor and, like, ghostwriting for people that it's, like, some of the craziest stuff you never thought that people are doing, they're doing. And, for example, uh, you know, people are like, oh, uh, if you go online, right? So, let's say... Um, there's some like damage control type stuff going on. They'll hire basically like people with hundreds of thousands of like fake Twitter accounts. And they'll put like, you know, you'll you'll know the telltale signs, but it's like a room, a whole warehouse. And it's like a ton of phones, iPads, and there's like a ton of people and they're just on there on fake accounts, like attacking you. So if you're like, oh... The new, let's say, for example, for discussion, like the new Disney Wish film or whatever, right? They're like, oh, it's not interesting. And like they can kind of tell that the the base is kind of turning against them. They'll hire these companies and they'll put like a bunch of like fake accounts out. And usually it'll be like a picture of whatever it is that you're railing against or you're not on board with so like in this example they'd put like a, an image of like the characters from the film wish into their icon you know <laughs> and so if you see a new account and it has like the icon of the thing that you're you know uh i guess negatively reviewing you're like ah you know i don't care for it, it kind of looks generic and you see those ones start to file into your twitter comments and kind of like so they really did it like with star wars for example mm -hmm. like they'd have all of these people with uh ray in their profile pic <laughs> and notice how that account was created six months before or after the film came out right and they're attacking that, like, oh, Ray's great. She's not overpowered. And all of, and if you look at their history of what they post, if they're not posting anything normal in between those tweets, you're probably being had by a company who does this professionally. And like these people are no joke. They have like systems, they have all sorts of stuff to like attack you with these bots. And you know, you tell people this, and they're like, what? Why would Disney do that to me? Because, <laughs> dude, people are playing with millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, okay? Like, if you notice a lot of films now, like Indiana Jones, like big blockbusters are 300 million. And if you get a couple people riled up online 
and like word of mouth is bad and they're like, oh no, it looks like we're going to not have a return on investment. They're going to start using tactics to attack you, the fans. And guess what they're going to call the fans? Bigots, trolls, like hate farmers. <laughs> like they're going to pull all this stuff out. And people have like no idea. Like they think, oh, the celebrities are my friends or whatever. Like, dude, wait to hear how they're talking to you behind the scenes. <laughs> they hate you. A lot of times they absolutely hate the fans. They loathe you guys. And I can just tell you like with script doctoring and basically to kind of explain what that is, uh, uh, companies will give you a script. Usually it's like no script. They just give you notes like, hey, we want you to Build this from scratch, and that's not what's supposed to happen. <laughs> what's supposed to happen is that you give me, like a let's say like a first draft of a script, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna finalize this, make sure the continuity is, you know, everything is ship shape, you know, that the formatting is good, so the screenwriting format, some of the standards are being hit, so it looks nice when you read it. Um, you know, the common spelling errors, whoop, we fix those. Um, character dialogue, improving that, making sure it's marketable, etc. <laughs> and a lot of times, like I said, they just give you like some note cards and they're like, make it work. And a lot of times, you're, you're almost never credited. You have to change 31% of the script and you almost always do, but they'll bring somebody else in to change just enough so you don't get credit then they'll bring in the next person so that guy doesn't get credit. The only person that gets credited is at the end of the line. And so that's kind of how that works. And a lot of times these people who are doing properties that you like, they don't even know what it is. <laughs> like the people that were doing the, the Scarlet Witch Vision thing, somebody asked them a question like, uh, is Mephisto going to be in the series? And they're like, Mephisto who? Like... <laughs> Like, who is Mephisto? And you're like, dude, if you had even, like, conducted a simple, like, Google search and a short visit to Wikipedia, you could have found out who Mephisto. <laughs> and that's who they have working on your projects. Like, so many people don't know. And I've worked on a couple of uh, live-action superhero TV shows. And, you know, with script doctoring, most of the time you're not getting credit and all this stuff but like and especially like when you're ghostwriting obviously there's a ton of ndas so like you can't talk about that but i've done some superhero tv shows and they have absolutely no idea <laughs> who these characters are and it's mind-boggling and they don't even do a google search and a lot of times like let's say for example marvel and dc they won't even send them like comics to like get caught up on the character. Um, I've literally seen uh, companies like Marvel and DC, for example, that will just send a Wikipedia article printed out straight from the printer with highlighted text. I've seen that happen so many times <laughs> that it's, it's ridiculous. Like, they copy the Wikipedia and they highlight it. And this is how much they care for you. So think about that when you're sticking up for the next Marvel film. 
and they're obviously they don't care about you um they're taking the fans for granted which you can't take the fans for granted they're the ones that are bringing you the big bucks that's how you can get like billion dollar movies right um so you, it's not a good idea to like treat your fans like that and just to be a decent human being but this is the it's thing not though. a good idea it's not a good idea they don't need to be DC human beings. They know they can essentially, well, this is a hole that they're losing. And I'm pretty sure you would know this because I'm pretty sure you still have connections in the industry. And I'm pretty yeah. sure they know they're losing their 100%. foothold on people, right? They do. And like, they're scared. And especially Marvel um, and DC, you notice that they are superhero films, like uh, outside of like Guardians of the Galaxy that almost made a billion at the box office. Um, everything else is going downhill, right? Like nobody's excited for the Marvels. Um, I mean, you're not, aren't you a woman? Aren't you excited for Brie Larson? Big titty, big titty no, Larson. <laughs> no, she was like legitimately good in Scott Pilgrim, but like she's just gone downhill. And, you know, once you've been in the industry for a while, you notice the telltale signs of people that, you know, they're hitting the white powder a little bit too hard you know that deviated something was looking you know you know the signs and like the way that they're like uh they're acting you're like dude they just hit the you know they hit that line you know before they came out here or you notice weird things like people's feet and hands look a little suspicious because they're popping needles in between their fingers and the even better place to do it is in between their toes. Okay. Because, you know, a lot of times people will check your wrists for uh, needle marks and then they'll check between your fingers. So they'll look there. So the best place to hide it is between your toes. And uh, the bad thing about doing that is that it uh, sort of takes effect a lot faster. But you'll notice that the toes start looking a little funky. <laughs> so if you look at Brie Larson's toes and they look a little sus <laughs> when she's wearing flip-flops, you know, maybe she's, you know, shooting some stuff up between. You know, I, I, I can't tell for sure, but it sure looks like a lot of other times I've seen that happen. Uh and you'll notice the neck too, like the neck yeah. starts looking a little like suspicious. <laughs> like, you know, um, and <laughs> this is what people don't understand is these people at one point had such a grasp on just like your entertainment where mm -hmm. just putting a marble logo on something, meaning it would just sell. Oh, yeah. Like, and yeah. but the thing is, is after Endgame, mm -hmm. they needed to move in a different direction. Mm -hmm. What they should have done is had like a Bucky is the new Captain America or just as Bucky himself, like winter soldier doing his own thing, making Falcon, the new Captain America, not a good idea. Okay. I like how they've improved this character, made him more likable, you know, in the films, you know, Anthony Mackie's great actor. Um, and he's, he has like good comedic timing too. Anthony like, Mackie. Mean yeah, that was Clarence. That's Clarence. What are you talking about? I ain't no Captain Clarence. America. That's Clarence. 
But like he has some good comedic timing. They should have just left him as the Falcon, right? And then they should have put um, Scarlet Witch. They should have made her a bigger, a bigger piece of the pie, right? They should have made like a Black Widow, you know, a little bit higher up there. Instead, they're putting putting Captain Marvel up there. And not just one Captain Marvel, they're doubling down with two more. <laughs> so you get three in total. And like most of these people aren't watching some of these Disney Plus shows. And you can tell from the ratings. So how are they going to know who Kamala Khan is? And especially how are they going to know who like... Like how are they going to know who Monica Rambeau is? Like how are they going to know <laughs> <laughs> like who's watching the Miss Marvel series? Dude, I want to ask you because you you're in you're in the industry. When like let's say a THR puts out an article mm -hmm. about them, and the THR mm -hmm. article laid out basically just laid out a whole bunch of dirt on Marvel, and everyone saw just how much destruction that they were just headed for. And you can see it mm -hmm. now. But yeah, when let so let's say a THR does that about them. Let's say they pretty much just they put their cock out and they go, Marvel, you trap. They they lay it all out. They lay it all out. Yeah, THR gets people to still go and review their movies, and they would still be able to like get those early reviews mm -hmm. for access. So how's that so, a thing? So they, so they basically some of that. Choose. Some of that is like legacy stuff. So mm. they've been working with you so long that you can kind of act out of turn a little bit, right? Like you can kind of act a fool a little bit, but they'll they'll still work with you because they've just been working with you so long that they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, he's kind of acted up his quarter. <laughs> you know, he's kind of spinning his wheels over there. You know, we'll kind of give him a pass. But if you keep doing that, uh, somebody will approach you about that and they'll start to threaten you with, oh, you're not going to get more exclusives you're not gonna get this you're not gonna get that yeah, but they don't sometimes really the longer you're with them yeah. they'll give you a pass because they don't really get a lot of exclusives about marvel it's mostly it, it seems to be tailored towards attacking just dc and other people you don't really see mm -hmm. them actually going after marvel and disney a lot whenever and they do it's because it's just super open yeah and sometimes like uh people are Let's say getting paid in mm -hmm. gifts. Okay. So they're, they're not actually paying for reviews. They can say that. But in reality, they're giving people the new MacBook Pro. Like, hey, say this good about, you know. And even like uh, these award shows, they have these goodie bags, right? And you're thinking, oh, goodie bags, you know, for events. That's something like Comic-Con, right? Maybe you'll get a free comic. You'll get a lanyard. Um, some stuff great like stuff that, some buttons. Out, right? <laughs> yeah, great stuff. To but guess out. what Holy is shit. in these award show goodie bags? New iPad, new iPhone. Hmm. They're giving you free restaurant passes. They're hmm. giving you this and that. And when you start adding in iPads, you know, MacBook Pro, the new phone, uh, resort stay, you know, in the Bahamas. Hmm. For two nights you know that's when it starts to get like well we're not paying them mm -hmm. but guess how much all those things you gave them are worth mm -hmm. you gave and them that your happens, soul 
And that happens so often. So some people can legitimately say, oh, we're not paying for good reviews, but you're paying them in the new tech, new PS5, mm-hmm. new like 4K TV gift mm-hmm. cards to Best Buy, gift cards mm-hmm. to this and that. And that is how they pay you. It's still getting paid. They're just doing it in gifts, you know. And like at the the White House, they have like strict rules about, you know, other rulers giving gifts to the president of the United States because that can start to look like a bribe, you know. (laughs) Starts to look a little sus. So based off of, um, so let's say like, the top three, everyone knows Variety, Deadline, and THR. And then you have like, after that, you kind of have like your tier twos would be like, like Screen Rant, IndieWire, CBR. So you're saying that they would allow these people to get exclusives about, to, or because mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say allowed, people do digging on them. Yeah. Even, and even though they're people that they still allow to be going to their movies and, new, and get their new TV show mm-hmm. premieres. But only if they don't reveal the whole truth. Because I think that's what it is. That people will find out the truth about things, but then they'll go, hey, 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 you know, kind of don't say this fully. Well, come on, hold back a little bit. Come on. We, we weren't really well, actually going to be Daredevil show without Daredevil. That's a perfect example. <laughs> and some people will hold back their real review until after the show's done right. So let's say mm-hmm. like Ahsoka, for example. Yeah. All good. Let's say there's a lot of good reviews at first. Mm-hmm. Then once Ahsoka was over, it's like, oh, it was kind of like a empty shell, but it was just like nice dressing. And you're like, dude, where was that in your episode one review? Because mm-hmm. it starts to look like you're just saying all these good things. And then suddenly your overall series review, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it was like this and that you're like dude that's not what you were saying Mm -hmm. episode one through da 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 like they'll save their real review for the end Mm -hmm. sometimes so it's tricky (laughs) it's really weird because yeah they they get access to like the first three episodes or two episodes for a new a new show they'll say these episodes are like really good but then later on they they're they they don't hear anything it's crickets that's Grace randolph yeah there was a lot of people they just they get access like, to the first stuff, it, and then yeah. after that, they just, you know, don't say nothing. Because they know they had, if they want to get fisted by Disney, have their whole shithole <laughs> dug out, you know. <laughs> Got to keep getting that Mickey Mouse long cock right in their yeah. mouth. She'll she'll do whatever she – she's a good little girl. Grace Randolph, she's a good little girl. She knows. She knows. But she'll go after Warner Brothers because she knows. Yeah. Well, dude, she hates, like, Warner Brothers and DC. And I know they're doing they're doing some dumb stuff in their corner right now. Because And that's perfect that you bring up Warner Brothers because there's certain things that happen behind the scenes in the film industry. So writing projects off for a tax write-off, normally that happens behind the scenes. and But now it's happening right in front of you, right? So you see, oh, Scoob 2 was completely finished, right? Scoob 1 did pretty, you know, it did okay. Um, you could have turned a nice profit on Scoob 2. But it's completely done. But then they wrote it off for tax purposes. And you're like, hey, wait a minute. You said it's completely done. <laughs> or like that uh, that Batgirl movie that looked atrocious, right? Um, they're like, oh, let's write that off for tax. And people are like, dude, wait. Like, we just saw that. 
normally what happens is they'll do this low key and projects that they write off will never see the light of day. And it's like, oh, remember that like old, old, uh, you know, uh, like, let me think of a good example. Recently, they've been doing them I'm with TV too. They did I'm it with uh, Westworld. They did it with a lot of TV shows yeah, they too. Took, they took those off. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of something. Okay. So here's a good one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there was a show on uh, Disney, like a series on Disney. And it was based on a series of books. They like quietly released it. They didn't put any promo out for it, like zero. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're pulling it from Disney. That's the normal way that the industry works. They don't promote it. They kind of just drop it. And then they're like, oh no, we lost money because we didn't promote it. Ooh. That's like the low key way that they did it before. So people are like, oh, this is a new thing. They're writing off films. No, guys. <laughs> like, they still do it. It's just quiet, right? Like, there's this film called Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. That's another one that I suspect that it was kind of like a quiet tax write-off. They put out, like, the worst trailer. Like, the first trailer was bad. It looks so generic. But then the second trailer was good and like the clips that they were putting out were good, but had no advertising, right? You had people like Liza Koshy, Lana Condor is like the main character. You had Jane Fonda. Like you could have advertised that, but they didn't and they probably took a loss on it, you know, and they can say, oh, this was supposed to be uh, a five film franchise for kids, right? But, oh, the first one didn't do well. Write it off on taxes. This is what we project that we lost. That's the low-key way that they still do it today. You wouldn't think differently. You'd be like, oh, they didn't promote it. Uh, what WB is doing, Warner Brothers, they're just saying, oh, here's the finished product. We just, you know, deleted all the files. That's a loss. <laughs> and so people are starting to find out the behind the scenes of what actually happens. And a lot of times people like, let's say an actor takes money on the back end. So they're like, if this does well, I get like, let's say 5%, right? Just a theoretical number there. I'll get 5%. And they'll say something like, for example, Oh, Lord of the Rings was never profitable. And <laughs> And you and me both know in this hypothetical situation that Lord of the Rings does make money. In fact, it actually makes a lot of money. But if they say that it doesn't make money and they make up fake numbers of where they lost money, you know, you don't get your back end payments that you rightfully deserve via, you know, by the contract you sign. Oh, you know, Man of Steel didn't make any money. Oh. And you know that, in fact, Man of Steel did make some money, right? But you're not getting that, theoretically, in that situation. And that happens so often. And people, people don't know what a miracle it is that a movie actually gets made, <laughs> okay? Or like a TV series, right? There's some writers that I know, personally, that just write 
pilot scripts or that they'll write film scripts and they'll just sell these like generic ideas. Oh, I got 50,000 here, 20,000 for this worthless script. And they'll just keep the, or this perfect example, this guy that I know, he has every five years or so, he'll write a feature film script, let's say, and he'll sell it to somebody. He'll wait to get the rights to revert back to him. He'll sell that same script over and over and over until oh, it reverts back to me. I can sell it again. And then once that gets kind of old, he'll make a new one and it's super generic. He'll keep selling it again and again and again, and it never gets made. And <laughs> the, that happens so often that people are writing like the most generic mm -hmm. stuff and the execs fall for it. They're like, oh, this is great. <laughs> like a, a teen mom <laughs> superhero film. That's great. <laughs> and then they get it and then it never gets made. Like there's a reason that there's like horror stories when people make movies. Just because whenever you're working mm -hmm. with like thousands of people on some of these big budget films, like you're obviously going to butt heads with a lot of people. Yeah. You're going to have issues with production. Mm -hmm. You're not meshing. Like, who knows if they've hired VFX animators from another country who you can't communicate with. They hired Felipe, the Puerto Rican, for the for the catering. So yeah. he's, he's been having sex with the director's wife. So, so you ain't getting no food. Everyone's mm -hmm. hungry. <laughs> yeah, so... There's so much that just goes it into films. <laughs> and even films that do come out, it's 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 a miracle, dude. Like <laughs> that something gets made and people think, oh, it's easy, you know, you throw hundred million at it and it you know it goes like there's so many movies that they'll sink 50 million into 15 million. Like they made that a uh, Netflix perfect example. They did a Masters of the Universe series. They started doing some test filming, right? They're making costumes for it. Guess what? They canceled that live action Masters of the Universe and Netflix because the animated series wasn't doing what they wanted. Guess what? They sank about 15 million into that. And that's 15 million in the trash, right? Mm -hmm. but, the <laughs> but the official story was it was just canceled. They didn't even go over what you said. The official story from like that's, Variety that's THR the truth, deadline, they said that it was just canceled and it was mostly due to the fact that the animated series on Netflix that came out in 2021 was not good. Mm -hmm. They didn't tell you they already had shit to bed with the project anyway. And see, that's the thing because the, the animation version of stuff has sway. And what it is is sometimes they're feeling the waters to see how you like something. So they wanted to give you like soy he-man and like a transsexual skeletor, you know, like really dumb stuff. And it's like, oh, well, fans didn't like that. Oh, no, we just wasted 15 million on this thing. And they don't like the animated version. So like we just wasted money, <laughs> you know, and it's even more crazier when you get into toys. So like. There's this like odd little series I like, like Gem and the Holograms from a while back. It was like on the the block where they'd have uh, 
G.I. Joe, Transformers, and then like Gem and the Holograms on TV. And Gem and the Holograms was actually doing well uh, for the age group ratings wise, but they didn't have a new line of toys coming out. So they canceled the series. And you're like, wait, you have like an animated show that's doing, you know, pretty well for the demographic, but you canceled it just because you don't have new toys to promote. Like that's the crazy stuff that like just goes on behind the scenes sometimes, you know, and there's just so much involved. You're better off making indie films half the time. Uh, it's just easier. There's less people. There's less people looking over your shoulder to like tell you what to do, <laughs> what to do, what to think. You know. But that's the thing, though, is people will say that you know I'm doing this. I'm, I'm trying to make it big in the other sector of Hollywood. When in reality, it's not as as, as what you're saying. It's not as cracked up as they make it out to be. Because that was my thing when growing up is. I was looking at all these directors, have all these interviews and the premieres and the, let's say the glitz and glamour, as they called it. It looked amazing. They honestly made it look like it was literally the dream. And see, dude, that's the thing, because I got into uh, script doctoring mm -hmm. uh, early, like literally right out of high school. Right. Mm -hmm. And you see these writers and, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to write. Right. I'm going to write great movies, great TV. Um and it's like, okay, so what's available for like, kind of like entry level, let's say. Oh, script doctoring, cool. Um, but if you get into script doctoring, you're you're basically going to be trapped. <laughs> and, you know, I like what I was doing for the longest time. And, you know, I wouldn't change anything. But I wanted to like get into writer's rooms. And like I did do some writer's rooms and stuff like that. And that's basically like for TV shows, let's say they'll have like a group of like 10 to 14 writers to produce like 14 episodes of a show, right? And it's like, okay, um, so as a script doctor, you just kind of get stuck and you just keep getting scripts and scripts and scripts, but you're not getting to do your own projects. You're just kind of working for various companies. Um, and so... It's not what you think it is when you get get in. Like a lot of times it's like you're treated as a personal assistant for the first three to four years. And they're like, oh, you got done with those scripts. Um, we need you to go do some fetch quests, as I like to say. Fetch quests? So, yeah. So it's oh like, my God. hey, I need you to go get some coffee. I need you to be... Uh, I need like you to like read hole, over. Right? <laughs> I need you to read over these scripts. Like, I have a whole stack of, you know, <laughs> people are coming to us pitching shows. Like, I need you to read this stack. Um, you know, see what's good. Um, then I also need you to go get my dry cleaning. I need you to walk my dog. And you're like, hey, wait, chief, don't you have like a personal assistant? Yeah, but I mean, they're they're busy, and you know, you're you're new. You need to like earn earn your keep. You know. And you're like, okay. And then it's like, oh, we need you to go fetch this actor. He's not on set. You know, we need you to go get him. And you're like, dude, I've got like scripts to write. <laughs> you know, and like every situation is different. And, you know, this is just me speaking from like my experience and stuff. And that's how it is a lot of times. Like, it's like you're just doing these fetch quests. 
And it has nothing to do with your job. You're there to, you know, edit scripts, make them better, uh, make them commercially viable, easy to read. Um, you know, people are staying along and they're engaged. Um, you know, you're basically finalizing the product, but a lot of times it's you creating the product and then not getting credited for it. And, you know, nobody really tells you these things. <laughs> you just kind of stumble into it and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. um, okay, that's how it is. And, and you know, like <laughs> Carrie, like Carrie Fisher, dude, she was a script doctor. Like Princess Leia. Yeah. And she did a lot of, you'd be surprised what films that she had a hand in working on. Right? And she didn't get credited for that. That's Carrie Fisher. And this was like post-Star Wars Carrie Fisher. And you can't get credited for that? Like, think about that for a second. No, that, that's been a very big thing of topic. I remember think hearing about rumblings that. about that, you know, a long time ago, but people not getting credited. Like, you'll notice even Carrie Fisher was, like, editing some of the Star Wars scripts. Where's her credit, dude? Where's her credit, right? Like, no, have you noticed on certain Batman projects? Because people, people don't know this. Batman was created by Bob King and Bill Finger. You'll notice mm -hmm. on certain Batman projects, they only give, they'll put the credits created by Bob Kane. Sometimes they don't include yeah. Bill Finger and he, or the, the, the other guy. The vice versa, yeah. Vice versa, yeah. And then he literally came out and was like, what the fuck's my credits, my character? You know? He it, one of them got really screwed. Man, Bob King, he fucked over the other guy so hard. <laughs> We're talking like he dug all his shit yeah. out and not in a good way, guys. We're mm -hmm. talking like you got wrecked hard. It's disgusting, you know? And these are like people that are like legends that you would never think would ever hurt a fly, but it turns out that they're just mm -hmm. the most slime ball people on this planet, honestly. Now, well, now, now how's the women in the industry? Do. Would they sleep a with lot me of in a closet? What they jerk me off. No, we'll, we'll get review. there in a second. <laughs> what? We'll get there in a second. But it's great that shit. you mentioned. It's great that you mentioned that because a lot of times people get jaded. Okay. Because let's say these actors and actresses, just like the writers, they came into something. You know, they're like, oh, I love movies. I want to act. I love the stage, this and that. And then they get there and it's a lot of sitting, waiting around. And you're like, oh, it's going to be collaborative. I can talk with the director and he'll talk to me and we'll workshop this. No, the director is going to say, sit down, kid. Like, <laughs> like I'm in charge here. And like, you're going to have no input. You're going to have no input. And then they start to get jaded. They start turning to things like alcohol, let's say, you know, drugs. And drowning, you know, their kind of sadness with these different things that they're using. And then that causes them to become bitter and sort of like nasty towards you. When originally they're just this bright-eyed kid coming into the industry and you know, it, it wasn't what they thought it was. I mean, look at all the child actors that Disney turns out that they're just like, you know, very like sad and depressed and like, you know, mental health issues up the wazoo. Um, you know, it's crazy.
Especially the women, too, dude. <laughs> they took a hit. Like, Britney's... What was it? Like, Britney... I know, like, Ryan Gosling was in the... And Justin Timberlake. Like, the Mouseketeer stuff. Like, did you ever see any of that? <laughs> like, in Christina Aguilera, too. And look at... Look at where they are now, dude. Like, Christina Aguilera is putting on, like, a... Like, a Hulk like dildo like pride events and you're like what the heck <laughs> like how did we get to this point like it's just crazy i mean people start just and if you're not noticing that hey i'm kind of getting like you know more depressed doing the thing that i loved or you know i thought like people start to kind of get numb to that i think and that makes it tough. And then it makes it tough to deal with them because they're doing that. And then it makes you like feel some type of way about that. And it's just a cycle of like, just like depression. Mm -hmm. and I don't think actors suedely or sway though, retire, yeah. you know, yeah. that's why I think they do because, and they yeah. never say why. They always say it's for some, like, I want to thank the fans. They, they always go with that angle. Cameron than... Diaz, like, deuced yeah. out. Like, think yeah. you're Cameron Diaz and you're deucing out because you're like, oh, people are treating me badly. And, like, you know, I'm not getting mm -hmm. the roles I want. Like, this is Cameron Diaz. Mm -hmm. If Cameron Diaz is getting treated like this, how do you think the normal person is well, getting Look at that famous one. <laughs> RDJ, right? RDJ was mm -hmm. treated like – I mean, he did some bad things, but – Factor, he was probably treated like real shit before he got to where he was, honestly. You know, mm. he did do bad things, but these weren't things that were like like super even bad, honestly. You know, mm. and then and he had like to fight the... tooth and nail to get to where he was at. Mm. <laughs> and dude, the other part of this is that if you go to Hollywood events, okay, mm -hmm. uh, you'll you'll notice you're like, hey, this is like a adult event, and we're selling alcoholic beverages why are there like 16 year olds here uh like why are they here oh they're acting in the show too so it'd be kind of weird not to include them and you're like but dude they're they're 16 yeah like so uh <laughs> and that's why a lot of times i don't go to like this extra this extra stuff because it's like there's so much nonsense mm -hmm. it's not even worth it mm -hmm. And, like, I'm not somebody that's not going to say anything if I see 16-year-olds at what should be an adult party. Right, yeah. Right? Like, I'm not, I don't feel, like, how can you, like, get down at the party? <laughs> you know what I mean? How can you have a good time at the party? Legitimately. With 16-year-olds, 15-year-olds, or I even uh -uh. worst Ooh. case, 14-year-olds. I've seen that. And I'm like, nah, bro. Like, I don't co-sign to this. Like, who, who's running this event? Like, I need to know. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Like, these are like, the actresses, oh, this actresses this? kids, right? These are people that no, they're no, no, inviting? No. no, no, no. Like, young, like, actors and actresses. Like, oh, let's wow. say. That's like, let's say. <laughs> Shit. And like, let's list. say, let's <laughs> say that there's like a, I'm trying to, let's say that there's, I'm going to use a hypothetical, right? Let's say that there's a new action movie and it's rated R. It's like the top action stars are in it, but there's a couple kids who are also in the movie that play the lead actor's son or daughter in the film, right? 
And let's say they're like 15, right? And so there's a cast party and it's a rated R film. But we're bringing that the 15-year-olds in the, the film to the party. That's not like, that's not okay to me. You know, you can't serve alcohol and have kids there. <laughs> you know, it would be one thing, right? If you brought your kids to the to the thing, I that's still kind of sus to me, you know. But they're your kids; you can watch them at the party. To bring somebody else's kids to the party, and what's so bad? And this 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 gets me every time. There's LA parents who will drop their 14 year old or 15 year old aspiring actor actress at a party. And they're like, oh, go mingle and network. Guess what happens when you're not there at that party with your kid to, like, monitor them? And these people aren't their family. You think that they're going to watch your kid? <laughs> you know, like, perfect example. Like, Kevin Spacey, right? He threw this party at his house. They brought Anthony, like, Rapp, I think his name was. They dropped him at the party and he was underage. Like his parents dropped him there. Like it's not super clear. It's been a minute, but Anthony Rapp was there. And I guess he was saying Kevin Spacey started to come on to him. And he's like, oh, wait, I'm underage. Then Kevin Spacey's like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, get out of here. You know, like, <laughs> why are you at the party? And, you know, uh, it's and it's like they this happens so often. And it's just like it's an issue. And just like the Asia Argento stuff, like there was this young kid that I guess she was friends with the family and they were dropping their son off and leaving him with Asia Argento and allegedly she was abusing him and he was underage. Allegedly, you know. And make up, you know, look at the evidence for yourself and all that stuff. But do you trust someone with your kids that is not family and that you don't know? Oh, they're a well-regarded actress, actor. Like, don't trust anyone with your kids, dude. You know? Especially if they're not a nanny who you background checked, you know, or a family member. What are they doing there? No, because I, I, uh, it's, and that's, I'm just going to say this and people will know I've seen, well, not, 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 not just seen, it's more like, I'll phrase it this way. You know how those situations always turn out. 10, five, five, 10 years later on, girl will come out and be like, Hey, this person touched me or inappropriately you know, break me or some shit. Right. Always happens. You know, I'm not yeah. saying every party that ever happens. Well, the but... thing is, is that if you have like a bag of potatoes, right? You buy them from the store. And I shove them in there's my like ass. Always, there's like always a bad rotten potato in there, right? Oh, oh like yeah. No yeah. matter how well, no matter how well you inspect mm -hmm. or even apples, it's like, oh, all of these look nice, red, oh, yeah. ready to eat. <laughs> and in the middle, and then in the middle, there's just like this really bad apple. There's always a bad yeah. apple somewhere. Mm -hmm. And even if you had a hundred people, a couple of those mm -hmm. are going to be bad guys. Like, mm -hmm. 
you know, it's always worse when you get higher in number. That increases your chances for some shady people to get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I just, uh, I just don't understand how people are like that. I just, I just don't get it. Honestly, those stories always mm-hmm. end up. And bad. like a lot of this is like why I'm doing my own thing. Now I'm trying to focus on my comic on my own projects and stuff like that. Like we have a feature motion comic for the good night. It's like the first issue and we're making that into a motion comic. And it's like, I'm focusing on stuff like that, like adding new merch to the mystical comics, you know, store stuff like that. Um, Cause it's just getting to the point where it's like a, like my portfolio is non-existent, <laughs> you know, like, there, I have so many NDAs you wouldn't believe. I can't talk about this stuff. And that doesn't help my resume. That doesn't help me get new jobs. If they're like, oh, you know, suddenly you have to take the COVID shot. And it's like, dude, what's in it? Uh, you know, it's ask, ask them, you know. Uh, so, hey, doctor, what's in it? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's all this stuff. And you're like, dude. <laughs> like, first off, like, if you have... Fam- like different you know people's health history is different but like let's say I, like i'm more prone to blood clotting in my family which uh, a lot of us are in my family um if i take this is it gonna like clot me up dude like <laughs> this is normal stuff that you ask your doctor right and i mean i'm in the, i was in the military you know the air force so it's like they would give us so many shots right like <laughs> You'd be lit up. You have the flu shot. You have this, 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 you know. But it's like a lot of that stuff has been tested. You know what's in it, right? Like, uh, you know, you can look into all of this, you know, research, you know, the polio shot. You know, you can research, you know, all, all these different vaccines or shots that you need. You know, there's enough. They've been around long enough that you know what's in it. Or you can kind of figure it out, you know, for yourself. And, you know, the COVID shot, which is more of like a gene therapy, uh, it's not really a vaccine. And they can't tell you what's in it. And, like, it's like, okay, so how long have they been testing this? Like, where are the human test trials, right? (laughs) It's like, oh, like, if they can't answer your questions, you probably shouldn't put it into your body. Like... (laughs) You know, maybe you should wait because how crazy is it if you just got the shot and now you have like heart problems and that's that was never like in your family. And I mean, my friend, like and especially like I can talk from experience with this. I had a friend. She got the uh, Moderna shot, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Or was it the Johnson Johnson? I'm not quite sure. Is you know, it's been a minute, okay, <laughs> but she got one of those two, and literally, like, four to five hours after she took the shot, she was, like, paralyzed, and they rushed her to the ER. What? Yeah, and I was like, dude, what the heck? Like, I got a call from, like, her aunt and uncle, and I was like, dude, what the heck? Like, and she was in the hospital, not one day, not two days multiple days and there was a point where they actually feared that she might not 
get the movement back. And I'm like, dude, like, I can't even comprehend the fear of you worried that you're not going to be able to move. Like you're going to be paralyzed. And what else could it be except for the thing you took four to five hours, like, earlier? And this was, like, a two-part shot. And so she got the first part. She felt a little weird. This incident happened after she got the second part. Like, dude. <laughs> like, dude, you can't make this stuff up. That's crazy. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that's just, like, an outlier you know, that, that just happens. But even if that happens to one person, that's one person too many. And, mm -hmm. like, somebody should, if that's a possibility, they should be able to opt out of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if it, no, if I, it has, I agree, yeah. like, that's crazy. And so I was just like, you know, this is getting to the point where it's ridiculous. And they're wanting you to, like, shoot some stuff, like, into your system. That who even knows? Like, there's so many. I was just seeing, like, they're saying that like pregnant women could have the the shot, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> you know, you know how many restrictions like pregnant women have? You can't take this, you can't take that, this, and then you're gonna give them a like a vaccine, allegedly a vaccine. Like, how do you know that that's safe when that hasn't been tested? Like, this isn't the flu shot that we've had around for so long. This is something new. And you're just going to shoot up a pregnant woman with that? And I was hearing, like, uh, there's articles where there's a lot of miscarriages in women that took the vaccine. And I'm like, dude, do you even want to chance that? Like, that's your son, daughter, you know, twins or whatever. Like, you're going to risk that. I don't know, chief. Like, and it's sad because some people, you know, I'm not going to, you know, it's, I'm not going to, like, look badly on somebody who's forced to take the shot, right? Like, everybody has free will. You know, you have to put food on the table for your family. Sometimes you're willing to take that hit, right? Like, oh, you know, thankfully, I had, like, savings built up and everything. Uh, but not everybody has that luxury. So I feel bad for the people who are given no choice. Like, they had absolutely none. It's like, okay, take this. Or you and your wife and, like, four kids aren't going to have any food. And you're already living paycheck to paycheck. Like, that is so sad. So were you, for the, were you for the writer's strike or not? Well, see, that's that's a difficult... Because technically, that, you were in that spot, technically, right? Yes. So the thing about that. Okay, so I want to ask you this before you go. Yeah, yeah. How is okay? So from what I understood through all these many years, all these documentaries I would watch, all this stuff that I would read about, obviously it might be mm -hmm. altered agenda, but this is what I found out. It's mostly work for hire, right? So it's not an actual yeah, so thing you clock it's, in. It's like gigs, yeah. Now, yeah. unless there's certain situations where like for script doctors for example you come into the office um let's say you get like a salary right uh, hypothetically um or you work for a tv show that's kind of like you have long-term income uh, but a lot of times it's like gig culture 
like, okay, I got this gig, I got this gig, I got this gig. And that's why sometimes you get stuck in stuff like script doctoring because you always have work. Um, and you don't have to, it's good and a bad thing. Uh, but yeah, a lot of times it's just like oh, going from this project to this project and there's like gaps in between. It's, it's gig culture. So it is what it is, you know. Um, as far as like SAG, if you make so much money, uh, you have insurance. If not, uh, you don't. <laughs> and that's some of the stuff that they're um, striking for to make like stuff like health insurance available to like more up and coming people in SAG. Um, or like they're protecting younger actors because like let's say disney for example wants to scan your face and own it <laughs> okay so you know? here's my thing and this is why when you originally came on so i was talking about unions so mm -hmm. now I, I know a decent amount about them but the, th the difference with the one you're talking about is these people get paid through gig mm -hmm. work this is not something you're even clocking in and they're taking your hours they're yeah, paying yeah. All, the, all this money to these unions who aren't doing and the unions are supposed to basically for lack of a better term, protect workers' protect rights. Your, yeah, yeah. You don't hear about these unions <laughs> until, like, these type of situations. Same thing happened back then so, with the writer strike in 2009, remember? Yeah. You don't hear about yeah, these yeah. unions until now. So these Police writers destroyed. are paying all their, like, uh, barely any money, like, like you said, to these people who aren't doing anything for them, that their idea is to help you. And then they're the ones that are declaring the strike, and now you and don't get any work in general. Sometimes, why it seems like you don't hear about unions too is that mm -hmm. they'll, like, let's say the Writers Guild came to an agreement with the studios. And let's say, hypothetically, that agreement lasts until from 2023 to 2028, right? They're not going to renegotiate those terms until 2028. So it's kind of like your driver's license, how, oh, okay, I have to renew it, you know, this many years, this many years, this many years. So sometimes you don't hear about them until the contract expires and they have to create a new one. And then it has a lot of stuff that you don't like and then it's time to strike, <laughs> you know. So there's a lot of gaps because that agreement stays in place for so long, you know. So you're not going to hear about because what's going on. They'll talk about, okay, I see what you're saying. That's why you yeah, don't yeah. hear about them. Okay, so that, that would make more sense because you yeah. don't hear – it's kind of like, well, like BLM. You don't hear about BLM until like elections for the most part, right? Yeah. Same thing with these unions. These people, as I knew, barely get money and the money – and they can't even qualify for health insurance in some states, especially California. You have to you have to meet the requirement of like 26000 a year or some shit to potentially mm -hmm. get health insurance. This is just Medi-Cal or whatever. And these unions do not help these people out because if they were, you wouldn't have all these and issues. Though. So you have all these issues popping up. That's but perfect. then what are the unions doing then? Like, what are they doing? And I so don't here's, know what the other, here's the other part of it. So mm -hmm. let's say the, the writer strike specifically, which I can talk to more. Um, you, all these writers basically are out of work, right? You're striking. Um, if you take a gig, they're going to put you on like, they're, they'll call you a scab, um, which is basically just fancy terms for you broke ranks. And nobody wants to hire you. 
So like, let's say hypothetically, I'm like, dude, I've got to pay my car payment, right? And you know, you're like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And you're like, it's either paying for your car or doing what the union wants. And maybe you're like, it's between me saving my house uh, from foreclosure or getting on being called a scab and getting on like some type of list, right? And let's say you're like, well, dude, my house is more important, you know, <laughs> than getting called a scab. And so you break union rules. Guess what? They're not going to let you back in. They might kick you out. And a lot of people are going to blacklist you. Um, and they'll say, oh, that's the one that, you know, did what, but you're like, dude, it was like my house or, you know, me on the street or doing what the union wants. And sometimes people are put into situations like that where they have to make choices. Um, and that's a tough choice. And obviously, um, any smart person is choosing saving their house <laughs> in that hypothetical situation. And uh, it sucks because people have kids, right? Like California is expensive, you know, and yeah, you have to make these choices sometimes. And like even Robert Rodriguez, he got kicked out of the Directors Guild. And that's like Robert Rodriguez, right? Like yeah. Spy Kids, Robert Rodriguez, like, hmm. you know, El Mariachi, like they kicked him out. What do you think they're going to do to you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mr. Nobody, what are they going to do to you? Well, I think also when it comes to a lot of this stuff is even with the VFX artists too. So the VFX mm -hmm. artists, and I, I do believe they're overworked. And like, so what I no, learned about 100% VFX. 100% at Marvel, 100%. Yeah. Like, so, what, so, so this is what people don't understand. I've heard so, horror like, stories at Marvel personally this, from this people. Crazy. This is what I've had to learn over the years. And I'm, I'm the, they call me the doctor for a reason. I got to learn everything. Right. So so when people think a movie gets delayed, it's not for the mm -hmm. reason that they're thinking. You know how people think movie gets delayed because, mm -hmm. oh, production sucks. Girls fucking director. No, 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 people. That's really how it goes. So since most movies now are very CGI heavy, they have to actually months in advance apply for a spot so the VFX artists can work on their movie. So mm – -hmm. If the VFX artists can't get to, obviously they can't get to every movie because there's not enough VFX artists. So that means movies would get delayed because you need special effects work on your movie. Yeah, well, that yeah. happened with the uh, Wachowski brothers. Um, what was it? Jupiter Ascending. Like they had so much VFX in that film that they pushed it back, and I think that actually hurt the hype for their their film and it, like the whole film was shot it was just there was a lot of vfx sequences that weren't finished and so that pushed it back and i think it affected the film and so that happens more often than you think and a lot of times movies that you see come out there's a reason why so, release dates get shuffled as much because there's not enough yeah. there's not enough vfx artists to mm -hmm. work on all that cgi and not. maybe it's not even like there's not enough people. A lot of times I've experienced is that the film is mostly made up of like VFX shots. Uh, yeah. So like Marvel is fully like on green screen or blue screen for the most part. 
So mm-hmm. guess what? That means every single scene mm-hmm. is a VFX, <laughs> right? Um, I, I can still hear you. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Really, really you're quick. good. You're good. So, like, uh, just continuing on with this VFX thing. So, uh, let's say, for example, you look at stuff like Doctor Strange, where they have certain sequences, and then you'll see that same sequence or asset used again in the next Spider-Man film. And then you'll see that same sequence and set piece used in Thor, Love, and Thunder. And if you start looking at these VFX sequences and you actually pay attention, you'll start to notice that they're literally copy-paste. Like, so the, what was it, like the, the subway car that, like, Doctor Strange is fighting on, you see that in, like, uh, you know, No Way Home. So yeah. it's you see a lot of these same assets reused. And that's because these poor VFX artists have no time. So what do you do? You pull from right. Do you know the same it stuff you already done? What? Which is if they they have, they have they have a trial thing too. So they have to throw out so I forgot studios make them, or it's in their contract too. They have to basically put out a product that they're working on, and then depending on the public reaction of it. That depends. You have to go back and reshoot it, right? So they put out that run that mm-hmm. She-Hulk trailer. Everyone said the CGI is shit. Well, so do you guys know what the VF artists have to do? They have to go back overnight. and fix it or overnight, right? So that's means- like the Sonic stuff. Like yeah. Sonic looks mm-hmm. like a, a creepy, like grotesque horror creature, right? You're like, oh, that looks like un- ungodly. And then that looked like shit. All- shit. And then, and then <laughs> guess what? Guess what mm-hmm. the VFX artists have to do last minute. Mm-hmm. You have to reface and reskin mm-hmm. Sonic. Guess how many scenes Sonic is in? Quite a bit. Movie. It's called it's called Sonic. Yeah, he's literally in the whole movie. Yeah, so guess what? They had to go through. They mm-hmm. have to redo it. That means they might have to render the scenes out again. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of work to do, and it's just uh, it's tough. You know. I wouldn't want to be that that guy for sure. Um, like a like a the horror stories based around uh, across the Spider Verse, which literally just came out, which is all pretty much CGI heavy and animation too. Mm-hmm. That's even that's a double whammy: animation See, and CGI. <laughs> and not to mention that into the the Spider Verse, um, mm-hmm. or is it across the, the across the Spider Verse? This the second one across okay. the yeah. Spider Verse. Excuse me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one also had some live action sequences. Mm-hmm. Like they had Childish Gambino there and mm-hmm. he's playing the live action version of Carrie. So you had mm-hmm. to like coordinate that with him, put that in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's so much that goes on, and especially animation. I feel bad for some of these guys. Uh, you know, sometimes the pay's good, sometimes it's not, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff is getting like outsourced to these other countries like you know you'll have people from like korea for example or china making your shows and it's like a hard to keep track of people that are in another country and keeping them on task Mm -hmm. if you're not over there overseeing it and a lot of and it's 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 really tough (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. um even like amazing studios like if you watch anime like mappa is you know a really great studio they put out good work 
But if you notice like stuff like Chainsaw Man and it was kind of weird. And I mean, I enjoyed Chainsaw Man overall, but notice that there's a lot of use of more obvious 3D models, Mm -hmm. as I like to call it, like some of the, you know, the the villain of the week uh, (laughs) that they're that they're, you know, fighting is mostly CGI and it looks like a video game. And you're like, dude, like you didn't even throw like a a shader on that thing like that just looks like it's straight up 3d like you didn't even blend it mm-hmm. you know and even a lot of times in anime now stuff that you think is hand-drawn is like a, a flat 3d model mm-hmm. um for lack of a better word <laughs> like uh it's 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 still like you know cg it's just like a flat model so it's it's tough and then you get like a company like studio ghibli mm-hmm. where it's legitimately hand drawn yeah or like they did that one film it was all hand paintings mm-hmm. um you know and that takes time it takes money and you know they would have to have more people on the team obviously and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is just like quick 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 we got to throw it out there um so it's tough, you know, and especially like with kind of circling back to like the writer's strike, uh, you know, and I'll kind of mention Disney because they kind of came out with stuff like they have software that it'll take your like, let's say you made a 10 page test script and you send it into Disney. You're like, hey, I'm thinking about making this type of kids show for you guys. Would you like to buy it? And let's say you didn't read your uh contract going into that pitch meeting and they own those 10 pages um theoretically that you just pitched to them and let's say they toss it into this ai script writing software and it will replicate your writing style and it'll generate the rest of the script so let's say you did that you didn't read your contract which i always tell people even if i give people a contract and like make sure you read it like (laughs) you know like i'll have artists that i'll work with on my comic and i'm like hey read this contract you know they're like oh i don't need to read it it's you you know i trust you i'm like dude read every contract you ever get like (laughs) i'm not joking actually read it because you'll be surprised what type of bs like hidden fine print that you'll find in there. You know, even if you don't understand it, pay someone who is able to understand it. So go find a lawyer, pay them for an hour to read this and basically tell you in layman's terms what that means for you. Because you don't want to get strung out here losing your hard work and them just using it to like auto-generate a script. And then guess what? They don't need you. You know what's crazy? Whenever they have these award shows, these Hollywood films, these mm-hmm. award shows, like the Oscars, the Golden Globes got, well, they're basically nothing now. And all these award yeah. shows that you have, the, all these actors and actresses and everyone there makes it like, oh, it's this is just the best thing ever. And meanwhile, this so, is shit. Dude, this, this is a funny thing that people don't realize. You know, a lot of those award mm-hmm. shows, they have seat fillers. You can get paid to seat fill. So, like, think about that for a second. I'll be, like, right back. Yeah. 
no problem. So uh, as she comes back, guys. Uh, so what I so basically as we're going through like the writers' strike and things like that, you know, these people are just, in my own personal opinion, you know, going through something that you know they kind of indirectly caused themselves. I think it also deals with the added aspect that you know something needs to change based around this and you know the studios now are you know very concerned with losing their grip on the audience because you know numbers are dwindling you also have you know people that are kind of just going out there and doing their own thing and you really look at all the movies and tv shows that are coming out you know even just for the rest of this year and they're really not doing anything, honestly. It's not really hitting. I mean, you know, some stuff is, obviously, but other stuff just isn't. And that is just obviously the worst fear is they're sinking in all of these hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, just to basically see just no return on investment and basically just throwing money into a fire pit. Also, hey. when you have all these, like, uh, visual effects heavy movies put a factor in if paramount put it in for paw patrol to be there first you can't you know they have to wait until they're done paw that's patrol how, dude yeah <laughs> that's how it goes and quinn tarantino was very open about this too he was talking about just how much bullshit is going on and he's leaving too quinn tarantino legendary director yeah he's leaving. he done that's crazy well, he's finished well think about it like it's hard for tarantino to get a film made and you're like dude that's how could how is it hard for tarantino like he should be yeah. clenching like anything he wants he should be no he <laughs> first dibs on anything he has honestly. to fight to get everything done his way for his own movies like yeah. for example um martin scorsese which martin scorsese shouldn't have issues putting or, out a not, film. or either guillermo right? del toro he barely gets offers and, too if you remember, uh, there's this Martin Scorsese film called The Silence. And it mm -hmm. was like uh, these Catholic uh, missionaries. Mm -hmm. um, and they basically go to Japan. And one of their, uh, you know, they're one of the guys that's out there on missionary goes missing. He like writes them kind of like a creepy, cryptic, mm -hmm. like um, kind of captured letter. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> And they're like, okay, well, we got to go to Japan to find him. Like, he would do the same for us. And that was such an amazing film. And it had, like, Adam Driver, Andrew Garfield, like, right. literally, like, all these top talents. Mm -hmm. And the Japanese actors that were in there were fantastic. And they even have, like, Liam Neeson <laughs> as, like, the priest that's, like, gone missing, mm -hmm. right? And that film took Scorsese like forever to get made. And that was like a, a film that he was wanting to do forever and it didn't get made. And it's such a masterpiece. I absolutely love it. Now it is kind of sad and like depressing. <laughs> so it's kind of one of those films you have to like pay attention and, you know, stay focused on that. But it is so worth it, you know. And yeah, it's just, it's crazy. And that didn't get made for so long. 
And it's like, well, why doesn't that get made? And it's just like a ton of BS is the answer. <laughs> like if you if you can't get something done, you're Martin Scorsese. Do you think the average Joe is gonna is gonna do any better when you have Martin Scorsese, dude? <laughs> like you don't even think about you getting what you want. And I mean, you can fight for it. It'll take a while as you should. Anything that's worth having is worth fighting for. But it's going to be a long road because um, everybody wants you to be a yes man. Mm -hmm. They want you to oh, do this, do that. Da, 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 da. But then you start asking a question. And it's like, oh, blacklisted. Oh, we don't want to <laughs> work with you anymore. Oh, you're hard to work with. And it's like, it's not that I, I'm hard to work with. I just asked like <laughs> a simple question. And there's so much like dumb stuff if you're a writer that like I can kind of speak on more like they mm -hmm. have the Bechtel test. And it sounds like I'm always whining about this on every stream. <laughs> I feel like it's a, a broken record. Hell, God. It's, it's like a broken record. I feel like every stream I talk about it, but it's because I was dealing with it like every day and there's software built into your screen writing like just your software right like writer duet whatever you're using right or even their own program right and they'll take your script they'll feed it through and it's like oh uh you have a 70 percent uh you know vegetable rating right it's 70 percent line i'm sure i'm butchering the name i've heard it both ways Bechtel, Bechtel, whatever. Like, I honestly don't know, and I don't like care enough to look. It's it's just so draining. Uh, and you know, I've heard it both ways, but it's like this was a joke originally. Uh, it's well known that the chick who it's named after, uh, and I believe she's like a she's made like lesbian comics or something like that, like comic strips or something like that. I'm not quite like uh, as in the know on the origins of it, but she's come out in articles and she's like, yeah, that was like a joke in my strip or something like that, her comic strip. And like everybody has taken it as like the, just as their, their end all be all on scripts. And it's like, it's so difficult because a lot of the classics, like Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, Eastern Promises, uh, you know, History of Vaughn, like all of this stuff, right? Uh, anything you love, um, it's like, oh, it's not passing the test, right? Like Clash of the Titans, it's like, oh, it's failing 40%. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, the classics are classics for a reason. But it's like, hey, and it's tough because, yes, a lot of the stuff coming out is really bad right now. Like TV, movies. And I know it's easy for fans to get upset at the writers. And some writers, you know, they're doing the most. <laughs> okay. Like some writers truly are bad. But in my experience, a lot of the writers 
are just going with the flow to keep their jobs, right? Like a lot of them don't believe or put any salt in the vegetable test, but their employer, the person who's hired them, is like, oh, you need to have 70% or higher. And it's like, that's so hard to do if it's not like an all-female cast. <laughs> you know, that would be like an instant pass for the vegetable test. So if you notice a lot of all-female casts, that could be because they're just trying to pass the test, you know. They need to, and it's so sad because, like, I can't fault anybody for putting food on the table for themselves or for their family especially. You know, it's a very noble thing to do. Um, that should be your job. If you have a family, somebody should be bringing home, like, <laughs> you know, income to keep you guys afloat like that's kind of your responsibility when you uh you know uh make a family and all that good stuff you're not just taking care of and then you know it's crazy when you get out of line they'll send yeah. their hate mob after you like you said before yeah. those accounts that just get made literally are yep. there to just fuck with you these yeah. people are not good people any yeah. the imagination. Well, at least the higher ups, obviously, not everyone yeah. working. And obviously. it's sad because people, and especially during the writer strike, I was seeing a lot of people. They're like, "Oh, good. Hopefully, the strike keeps going, and all those bad writers will get smoked out." And it's like, guys, if you actually knew what happens behind the scenes, in my experience, and it's my belief that there are a lot of good mm -hmm. writers. There's so many people you've never heard of. Like, mm -hmm. you've never heard of me, right? But I'm in there. <laughs> you know, like, I've been, I've done crazy things that you mm -hmm. wouldn't even know that it was me. I can't talk about it. I can't promote mm -hmm. it. Um, you know, and that's uh, what I've chosen. You know, uh, it is what it is. Um, but there's a lot of good writers that you don't know about. Because they're in the same situation as me. They're kind of in this. They're kind of just falling into a pattern. They're forced to put out sludge to keep paying for their bills. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's tough, too, because when you're a writer and you're writing for someone like Disney, like, you know, whatever company, um, it's not your IP to begin with. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of tough sometimes. Like you can say, hey, I don't think this is what was intended. I don't think this is it. But at the end of the day, they're the ones that hold the rights to these projects. And if they want it a certain way, mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, you kind of just have to, you know, they, they own it. You don't. You kind of just have to do what they want, you know. It's really and crazy. Yeah. That can suck. <laughs> <laughs> that can suck because you're like oh i love this property you know this is what i would do and that would be like a great film mm -hmm. but you don't own it you don't own the rights to it so why would you not do what that company wants and that's kind of the struggle that you have because you're like it'd be one thing if this is like oh this is my original script like i'm not i'm gonna stand fast they're not gonna tell me what to do with the script right it's another if you actively go in working on other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's tough. And 
you know, any good writer is going to kind of work with what you want. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to make something good mm -hmm. if they're not letting. Yeah. And, it's and also I the feel like at a point, you too. yeah. And at a lot mm -hmm. of times you're just like, why should I even like, you just kind of get beat down and mm -hmm. people don't know that like, if you're writing something like, let's say for Marvel and DC, right? Like I've done a lot of ghost writing. I've mm -hmm. done some comics for Let's say the big three, right? Let's just say, like, yeah. Let's just say, yeah. let's say like Marvel, <laughs> DC, and MVP okay. Since you can't example. talk about it, and were these were, were these like legendary stories that we would have in our conversations? So some of these ones that I've worked on mm -hmm. are like, and this is just kind of sort of preface this is mm -hmm. you know how sometimes there's like prolific writers, right? Yeah. And let's say they give them six titles, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I want to go on vacation, right? Like I have six titles I'm writing mm -hmm. scripts for. Let's say each comic script is mm -hmm. 25 pages or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And mm -hmm. they're like, I have no time. Uh, I want to see my family for mm -hmm. whatever. Um I'm just getting burnt out. Like I have writer's block. Right. <laughs> and they're like, okay, um, let me get in contact with somebody hmm. who, you know, uh, can do this for me, uh, discreetly, confidentially, you know, that's going to keep their mouth shut, um, and get paid well. Right. Mm -hmm. And so let's say you do it right. You come in, you fill in for them, then you pop out. You know, uh, and there's some more recent things that people like that. Let's say I've had a part in, mm -hmm. but, you know, uh, you sign the contract, your mouth stays shut. <laughs> and and it's so tough because you start working for other people and you're not building yourself up. Mm -hmm. And then you're stuck in a position where it's like you're starting from square one and it's so weird because you're like well i've been working on this in the industry for so long i've done mm -hmm. this and that but then you have to think well what do you have to show for it like what can you actually talk about that's not like bogged mm -hmm. in ndas and it's like your family's like oh well, what are you working on well like mom and dad and grandma like <laughs> I can't like say right now, technically, like, <laughs> I don't know if you can like keep your mouth, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, I signed a contract, like I can't say anything. Um, you know, I take it pretty seriously. Um, and it's like, that's how you keep work. Like people are like, Oh, that person's gonna not say anything. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're not going to let a thing out. Like they're leak proof, you know, and, you know, they trust you with that. And I take that pretty seriously. And it's tough, but then it puts you into a position where what can I actually talk about that I've worked on? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then I was like, well, I'm going to start making my own comics. And that's kind of where the good night came into play. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to start making something. That I can mm -hmm. point to as far as people saying, oh, what have you done? Well, what I'm working on now is this. Okay. 
that's a start. So that's kind of, I've shifted from doing mm -hmm. what I was with the script doctor and the ghostwriting, and I'm focusing majority of it on my own comic, um, right. my own like short films and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's I think, kind uh, of the, the thought process. It's so weird now looking back, you're probably going like, you know, cause that's why I've been trying to build all this up now is because mm -hmm. I would like for people to see a back catalog of everything oh, I've yeah. done. It's hard now because, you know, my original YouTube channel got deleted for yeah. hate speech against, you know, those weird oh, people. No, dude. And then I, I, I had to like rebrand my second oh, channel no. to my main one. Mm -hmm. And all those podcasts are lost except for the or the other main one we had mm -hmm. that I was luckily enough able to put on those podcasting platforms and mm -hmm. the League of Legends ones was Cloud9 podcast. And now we just have these two. I'm like, well, I gotta, I gotta build these up because I feel like now at this point, I should have a show well in the 500 ranges. Mm -hmm. Other the numbers, it's tough too because, mm -hmm. like you're saying, with how you had to restart, yeah, on uh, YouTube, mm -hmm. that is like difficult to do for anybody, mm -hmm. right? It's always difficult to get those like first 500 or yeah. the the first thousand. People always mm -hmm. say that. And I think there's a reason for that, because once you start hitting those milestones, then you start seeing like more success. Like Mr. Beast was trying for the longest time mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, gain more subs. Mm -hmm. And then he just started doing some videos that start popping. Then all of a sudden, like, like he's huge now, like he's the top guy, but that doesn't happen overnight like even nerd rotic mm -hmm. he was on youtube for like a long time dude yeah like i like he was on there for so long then all of a sudden he found his audience mm -hmm. and i mean you even have like just like music music talent like you have phil collins that didn't hit till he was like you know mm -hmm. 30 plus like and he was like doing it for the longest time. And I believe he said he was thinking about like quitting. Like how crazy is that? That you could mm -hmm. lose somebody like that. Mm -hmm. But you have to keep, if you actually want it, you'll do whatever it takes, no matter how long it takes to get there if you're serious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's kind of what separates, you know, certain people and brings them, you know, uh, to where they want to be and a lot of it it feels like is repetition and you know uploading regularly and stuff like that and so yeah <laughs> no like i lost we lost five thousand plus videos mm. we lost everything i lost my very first video I ever uploaded mm -hmm. and i told people it's we're gonna eventually build back up you know we're only gonna have mm -hmm. the one league of legends podcast on the second channel mm -hmm. on the, well, obviously the main channel now and because i told people Doing podcasting, now that I've done it, I've lost all those shows, I should have a show over, like, 500 episodes. That's why I want to make sure this is the goal, is to hit that number. Because, mm -hmm. people, like, like I said, with that first thousand, it's like, you have a podcast that hits, like, 100 episodes. People are like, oh, that, that that's cool. <laughs> like, the most legendary ones, like, Ben's yeah. show, that's that's just, in like, almost yeah. thousands. I want a big, I want a big one, a massive one. Mm -hmm. That's, like, my goal, you know? Like, it's basically just a drop in the bucket, having, like, 200 300 episodes because mm -hmm. the real bull like like obviously like joe rogan he's got i think it shows him like the thousands 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 dude yeah. yeah like when you get to the 500 ranges that's when you're playing with the big boys and i want to be in that territory yeah Ugh. and like that 
doesn't have like if you saw like Joe's first episode to now, it's like mm-hmm. insane mm-hmm. how far he's grown. And it's tough nowadays too, because we're talking about like building up channels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not a fan of like censorship and especially right. the, a lot of times the way that people go about it, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is to to use it to like silence people. And like, let's say, you know, we want to have a chat about like stuff like COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And how that was like really messed up and keeping mm-hmm. people locked inside, literally like locked inside mm-hmm. in some place. Like, good luck if you're, you know, in Canada, you know. Uh, but if you're in the US and you're in a state that wasn't lax, it was like uh, you're forced to keep your mask on. Like, what if you have breathing issues, right? Like, some people have asthma, and, like, all those, like, you know, pollen and stuff is just getting stuck in that mask. Like, then you have an asthma attack. Like, is, is anybody going to talk about that? Mm-hmm. Like, if you just have general breathing issues, like, uh, my sister, she has some, like, different health issues, and mm-hmm. uh, she's on the, the spectrum as well. But it's, like, uh, so, like are you going to make somebody who's on the spectrum, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, you know, there's varying levels. Like some Mm -hmm. people are like nonverbal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like some people can't speak and then others can, but they're, they have some other like sensory issues and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And if you told like someone like my sister to put on a mask that like would freak them out like some, Mm -hmm. right. And it's like, oh, like they're freaking out. Like there's something on their face and like, uh, you know, the communication uh, isn't quite there. And you're trying to like explain to them, Mm -hmm. like you have to keep this on the whole time we're at the movie theater or whatever, like Mm -hmm. that, that freaks some people out. And it's just like, you can't, and like you tell them, oh, they're on the spectrum that's kind of weird for them to have it like rubbing on their face or whatever like they're not Mm -hmm. down with that and uh you know they're like tough rockos kid like uh, (laughs) like they're nobody can be an exception and it's like well dude well what if like this or that like oh no exceptions like that's it yeah put on this mask you fucking npc that's it (laughs) yeah and it's like they have no idea like Mm-hmm. Some people have like breathing issues. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, too bad. Like, oh, God. That's not like, right. Like that, like that guy, right. Anthony Fauci, who was pushing the vaccine. Oh, my God. Someone like him mm-hmm. and should just be Such in jail. A clown. Yeah. Well, this well, is the thing. There's people mm-hmm. in virology. And that's like the, you know, the studies of viruses and stuff like that. And they're mm-hmm. cooking up new stuff in the lab. Like, oh, we got a fresh virus today. It's like super good. <laughs> it's extra strength. Like, we're good to go. And you're like, dude, did you just did you just say that like you created a new virus? Like, hold did you say that you just strengthened an old virus? <laughs> like, like why why did we do that? Sometimes you shouldn't do stuff just because you can. And then mm-hmm. it's like, well, what are the containment procedures? Oh, we, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just, we, we make sure people this that. It's like, dude, 
what if somebody takes something home? <laughs> right? Like, uh-huh. what if there's like an age, a foreign agent here, like, and they're looking to steal our, our sauce, right? Uh-huh. The recipe to our sauce. Uh-huh. How are we stopping those people? Who knows? Like, there's that's such a tricky thing to even uh-huh. like go about like the benefits i'm not sure if the benefits of like messing with viruses is worth the cost <laughs> <laughs> right I, yeah. I really don't know you know uh it's it's just one of those wild things where like dude why are people like cooking that up and then they want to say oh the virus didn't come from china the virus didn't come but it's like, dude, if you look at who started to get sick, it's like all in the Wuhan area mm-hmm. where they had a virology center. Mm-hmm. Like, where'd the virus come from? I don't know. Did it come from the virus? Like, Those people the can't virology even see. center? Those people's eyes are small as fuck, and they rap when they talk. That was low-key rap gods right there. <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, how do you not... Mm-hmm. That's obviously... And then, like, Chinese New Year was coming around the corner. Guess what? People from China go all over to see their mm-hmm. family from, yeah. you know, in the UK to America, this, that, and the other. Um, and you just sent people from the infected area. You let them go with, like, without warning them. And they just mm-hmm. got everybody around the globe all of a sudden got sick, right? If they even go on a flight, and they're with people that are going all over the world. You just sent people to other <laughs> other <laughs> countries to get sick. So it's like, where did it come from? China. Mm-hmm. But like, if you say that it came from China, people are like, oh, you're racist. Yeah. Like, you hate China. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> guys, that, that's the furthest thing from the truth. <laughs> like, it's just sometimes the facts are in front of you. And people are like doing a magic act where they're redirecting. <laughs> you know, like, oh yes, <laughs> it's over here. That's that's not. It's like that Wizard of Oz thing. Oh, don't pay attention to the man behind yeah, the curtain. <laughs> Best line yeah. ever in a movie ever. Holy that's, crap! But dude, that yeah. that holds weight. Yeah, that that that. Oh, that that clip <laughs> is aged so well. But yeah. as we have to head out of here, uh, it was great to have you on for the. Yeah. Inaugural one-on-one first time, I guess. I guess you were my. Cool. Uh, I guess I was your first, wasn't I? Hmm. Brizzing you up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so That's I'll ask you. Uh, you have any uh, sp- special shout-outs you want to give to anyone in particular, and anything else you want to say before we head out? Uh, I guess check out our website, mysticalcomics.com. We have merch. If you love cute little teddy bears mm-hmm. with a, uh, you know, that look adorable but they're also deadly Mm -hmm. (laughs) check that out the first issue we have on there as a digital pdf Mm -hmm. it's 62 pages so you're getting like quite a bit for your buck it's 5.99 check it out well you know if you like it uh you know cool check out the next issue if you don't you know 62 pages for 5.99 isn't bad Mm -hmm. uh you know we have cute little stuff in there we have a motion comic that's coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. You can check that stuff out on our website. You can look at some of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't like fierce little teddy bears stabbing people and you like, you know, possessions. So <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, signing up for the newsletter helps a lot. 
um, as far as getting the world word out and building a base. So sign up for that. Uh, check out the good night on fun. My comic currently the Indiegogo closed. So the only place you can get it is fun. My comic yeah. or our website. And you only have till the end of November to pre-order it after that. Um, it'll only be available on our website. So check that out. And yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> well, thank you guys for uh, coming by and swinging by the show. If you happen to, I told people when you're actually watching this episode or listening to it, it's going to be on this podcast, the podcasting platforms eventually. Yeah. I, you know what I did today? I was going to start what? putting on more episodes up, but I accidentally labeled an episode, another one. So I had to go and re upload. Oh, well, see you guys later. Have a great night, everybody. And have a yep, great weekend. Later. Peace.